Hey. Hi. We're live. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Good. Fine. Good to see yeah. you, uh, Marcus. Good to see you, Guy and Gary. Welcome to uh, to the show. <coughs> I was actually I was actually wondering how Gary would uh, be turning up with uh, what color hair he uh, he was going to uh, re reveal tonight. <laughs> I was thinking of pink, but because uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. last time I sh I I I, sh I ran into you was in Barcelona, I think. Could have been. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't you remember? <laughs> we were in the, um, uh, I think, in the same hotel, and then we met in the car, and then yes. um, yeah, you no, took no, your no. head. No, 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 Madrid, Madrid. Oh yeah, sorry, it was Madrid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you had you showed up with this um, massive blonde. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th I just I go hair. through I go through these phases <laughs> of just wanting to completely change. You know? <laughs> uh, so who knows what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. And you're in uh, you're in uh, your home in, in your studio or in your home right now? I've I've got a little studio um just outside of Glasgow. I actually live on the the west coast of Scotland, but I'm in a, a little studio that I got maybe four four years ago. It was like a, a small studio flat and I well, some of my friends converted it into a, a little studio with a you know, a shower room, uh, another room there, and 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 this, so it's perfect. Oh, nice shower yeah, in your studio. Yes, with <laughs> multi-colored multi lights and stuff. You know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a first. I think a shower in the studio. I would fucking love a shower in the studio, to be honest. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And um, and you, Marcus, uh, you looks like your work on the studio is progressing because you just yeah. moved recently, as well, right? Exactly, uh, just building up my home studio, yeah. So, yeah, it's work in process, so let's see. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some acoustic material, so, yeah. Oh, so you're going to uh, to put it, like, to make, like, a proper acoustic treatment? Did you, are you doing yeah. it? Are you doing that by yourself, or yeah, do you have Yeah, to trying to, I'm trying to, so. And do you do that by ear? Or just yeah. a... Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've so, I've always I've I've never really paid any money to acoustic, uh, uh, you know, official acoustic treatment. It's just you know, move your speakers and and the yeah. bass traps until you think um, you have a clear sound. So that's how you're doing it as well. Yeah, kind of. But I I need some some acoustic material because it's like the sound is really bright. So okay. Yeah. But you haven't moved every everything in into the space yet, either. Uh, no, not everything. Just like a few pieces, I started to connect everything yesterday, two days ago. Um, so yeah. And do you already have sound? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's <laughs> the first thing. That the was first, the first thing. thing to do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. And Guy is sitting in his studio or home. Where are you, um, Guy? My home studio. Okay. Uh, so I have two studios. A, a little one uh, somewhere else in the basement, and this one uh, is in my house. And uh, I'm more here than um, than in the other studio. Because, yeah, I like to... Yeah, I don't need to be in a uh, basement if I don't need to finish tracks or anything you know so just making 
stuff here and see what happens. Right. Nice. And then do you, so do you have a, um, kind of like a separation what you in what you do at home and what you do in the in the basement like maybe you do you yeah. mix in your studio yeah. or something I do more there but i also do it here i mean yeah it, i do it for a long time already so i know how to mix it up yeah i can do it with a headphone or on shit speakers i know what yeah i know how it sounds a bit yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and here i don't have acoustic treatment right now and uh it's even i think it feels even also good it feels good to have it raw yeah to not to have it perfect you know that makes it yeah uh, yeah i like it raw <laughs> in one way so the the head behind you is that part of the acoustic treatment in your um, home studio yeah, yeah i like it <laughs> yeah it gives me a kind of power you know yeah <laughs> nice yeah that's cool I see some uh, friends showing up uh, in uh, the comments. If people um, who are watching this live uh, have anything to ask us, then um, drop it here. Uh, Robin is here. Hey. Hey. Hi. Um, and um, let me see who else. Uh, I have. I should have. I should be wearing my glasses, man. My eyes are getting. Ah, uh, uh, here, the people from the Discord server. Hey. <laughs> um. So yeah, how is everyone doing with um, production these days? Because um, uh, I found that a lot of things that I've been um, kind of postponing or shelving uh, because of busy touring schedules. Um, you know, before we hit the, the COVID uh, breakdown. Um, there's a lot of things that I've been able to do, which which I hadn't had time for. Is that something uh, you found as well, um, Gary, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been able to write a lot, a lot of music. Um, when this whole thing happened, I think my mind was all over the place a little bit with, with everything going on. Um, and I was going into the studio and just trying to, to write some stuff, but nothing was really coming. Uh, it just wasn't really happening. And I'm not sure if that was just a distraction of everything going on or something. But once it started to, to settle in, the whole situation, I, I just thought, well, the best thing to do is just get into the studio and just make <laughs> make music, make make tunes, you know. So, do, you, do you find it uh, it has changed um, the way you approach the music that you're making, or uh, are you still just thinking about functional um, dance floor stuff? Or no, I've been making quite a lot of different different things. Um, I've got I've got two kind of pseudonyms that I use. Um, mm -hmm. One is called Sosak, which is quite pretty heavy, you know. Mm -hmm. But I also have this little project called uh, Tanera, which is just very kind of 120, slower, interesting, different things. I just throw anything into the track. And I've mm -hmm. been enjoying doing doing a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, I've been mixing it up quite a lot. And cool. Well, you, you, don't, you don't sound, you, your music doesn't sound like somebody who's confused or uh, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, your output, your, your productiveness is just fucking staggering. You know, I've, I've, oh, I've always, <laughs> I've always wondered <laughs> how can the one guy doing so many things at the same time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm lucky to, to be able to write music very quickly. Um, I just have a process where I just do, 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 do. Uh, so yeah, that means more, more output. So that's interesting because, um, uh, because the many of the conversations we have here are about uh, how to be productive, what to do and what not to do, for example. Mm. Is there something uh, you manage to figure out for yourself how you can be uh, quick with things? Yeah, I, I just throw myself into it and start making anything. And even if it's not really happening after half an hour, I just move it straight into the next one. Um, and I just kind of throw myself into it and... Yeah, that's that's my kind of thought process just to get right into the the mood and the vibe, you know, and mm. be be creative. Sometimes it just depends, as you know. It's you just <laughs> you can just have that feeling, and you can have that determination to do something. And sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah, but you you don't force it. But you just it's basically just uh, you you set yourself a goal, and then uh, you get it done. Yeah, just go in and. All right. go, just try. Don't, I don't try and think too much about what I'm doing. I just go in and turn on everything and just, just go for it. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Have a couple of wines. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what about um, you, Guy? Do you have um, do you feel you always get um something when you want something to happen or are you a sh more like a somebody who goes back to things uh or after you've started it or how, how is there something some process in in the way you do it or is is it I, for me when i have like a, a plan or like a, a team then i can work i can then i can go really fast but i if I don't have it, I'm just fucking around, you know? But mm. if I know what I want to do, then I can make 30 tracks in the same style. Or, but I have to make, I have the image in my mind, and then I can finish it all. But, yeah, you don't, you, it's not always that you have that in your mind. So then you're, yeah, you can, then, then I can't work in one way because I want to... I make music for 20 years, uh, like techno. So uh, in one way, I know I'm bored if I just start to make a beat or whatever. It have to uh, it have to be a project. Otherwise, I'm getting bored, you know? So then I can lose my imagination in the whole project. And otherwise, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So what you mean, you basically, you said you, you make a frame or like a concept kind of thing yeah. Uh, to work within and you don't yeah. divert from that you just set yourself uh, in that direction and then basically you start then I go, working on it yeah but otherwise it's it's to say yeah I, I i know how to program a cake and i mean but if i have my fantasy with it then i can make it fit with my group in my world or whatever you call it you know mm -hmm. yeah. so that's okay easy in that way but you have to make projects all the time for yourself. Otherwise, there's nothing coming. I, I don't go to the studio if I'm not, if I don't know what to do, then I'm not coming. Yeah, you don't even bother. <laughs> because I need to know where I'm going. What I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Does so that work? For, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. It's it's like um uh also I mean I I do sometimes take the liberty for myself mm -hmm. to um just noodle around and uh, without a plan, you know, because uh mm -hmm. it might be an occasion or a reason or a way to get to know some piece of gear a little bit better or um just just have no plan and and uh, let the, the process guide you in a direction where where it wants to be basically mm -hmm. um, I, I, I usually I find that those moments are valuable as well yeah, even though it might not even end up as as a release or as a, something useful for, for you know to incorporate into a show or whatever you mean hmm? just freaking around with with some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the studio is one of the places I like to be most, you know. And 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 as long as I can uh, twiddle knobs <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or or do something that is, uh, I'm just I'm just obsessed with sound, you know. And and I I like to sometimes just uh, fuck around without a plan, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you do, do you do that as well, or is it always something yeah, sure. result based or? No, no. I but in the end. Yeah, I fuck around and I smoke a joint and I fuck around all day, but in the end it comes to nothing, you know, and that's, yeah, yeah I can do that for days, but I did that so much when I, yeah, that I, yeah, then I like to have a project, so it's, uh, yeah, so I... Yeah, you feel, you feel, do you feel it's a waste of time if you do that? Yeah, but... Yeah, I try to make it more uh, for me. I try to make. It's a, I try to make. Uh, I think everybody tries to make art, but I try to make uh, like a, something special for me. So I'm proud of my myself again. You know. So I, yeah, I cannot do the same trick again because I've tried to do something new, and that's they have to be for myself. You know. So mm. yeah, you you have to. You need a sense of achievement, basically. Yeah. 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 So I'm proud again of that's what I did. You know. So. Uh, it can be very simple uh, a way of how it sounds or what it is, but if it's in my if it's good in my mind, then it's good. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's only for everybody. I think. Yeah. So you 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 rely on your own judgment basically as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What about you, Marcus? Do you fuck around? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> so, sometimes I do. Yeah, but um, yeah. when I was in on holiday, like in Denmark two weeks ago or, or four four weeks ago, uh, I just took like a couple of stuff with me and just recorded. Like every day, I build up a small different setup, and I just recorded the sound. So, yeah. But um, yeah, this, the, the idea is uh, to to build like a sample library from that. So mm. I use that kind of fucking around uh, with a purpose. For <laughs> that. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so how, yeah. what, what, what did you bring? Because you did, did you obviously you had to limit yourself to what you could take along uh, what, yeah. what was portable did you record sounds or did you uh, have synths or what, whatever what what did you uh, i i brought myself a uh, lyra lyra wow, okay. nice uh Soxbox, which is like a 303 clone <coughs> um tr8s 
and uh, Strymon, Big Sky, and the the delay is a big one. A timeline. That yeah. sounds like enough enough stuff to make yeah, an exactly. album, record an album with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So. I don't know where it leads. I just recorded stuff. I didn't li had a listen yet to it because I started to uh, move directly after the holidays. So yeah, I had like two weeks now here and uh, started to build the studio here. Mm. Yeah. What uh, what are the speakers over there in the background? I, they they look somewhat unfamiliar to me. Uh, that's uh, Klein and Hummel. Ah, okay. Uh, o ninety two. Yeah. They are like 30 years old, like, yeah. Wow, the, ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Patton, friends from, from Antwerp, yeah. guys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Robert and Dave, they were here too in the, in the studio a while ago for uh, one yeah. of the stay home sound system. Great, great guys. <laughs> so Gary, is, is can we spot something, uh, can we, Go train spotting in your place. What, uh, what I mean. Okay, well, <laughs> first of all, I must apologize for some of the things that I still use a, a, a Behringer 16 channel mixer. Which, <laughs> well, I mean, I know. Uh, it's not what it is, it's what you do with it, man. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, as, you, as you'll find out, you know, I'm not as kind yeah. of technical as, as most, but yeah, I mean, I've got my, my Rocket 8 speakers there, the uh, FAO 6 as well. Mm hmm. This is like my third microcorg. I, I just love my microcorg. I've always enjoyed having that and playing around with it. This this is one of the first ones I I got. This is a the RS50 Roland synth, mm -hmm. which is really old, but I use it quite a lot. RS50 uh, from what what time is that? Is that a virtual analog or something? Two thousand, yeah, it's yeah, something, okay, something like that. Um, I've just got an old Electribe ER1 as well. Um, this is something I don't really hook up too much. Okay. Um, but yeah, my studio setup is quite, it's basically like, I've not really strayed away from my original setup maybe 10 years ago. Mm. Um, kind of kept the, I still use a PC as well. <laughs> so it's, it's just something I'm really comfortable with. Um, and I just sometimes add in little things here and there, just recording all the time. Mm. And then just just running it through the PC. I guess that's um, it's a it's an encouraging thing for the people who are uh, who are often uh, among the people who watch this, mm -hmm. uh, who are totally gear obsessed and, uh, <laughs> and asking themselves themselves what are these people using to get all these productions done? Yeah, and yeah. Some of us there are, you know, just using one machine and just turning it inside out every time and know it really yeah. well and. and um, and get amazing yeah. results. I mean, this, this FAO06 synth, I've been using all the time. I just have so much fun with it, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, for me, it's a very kind of simple setup that, that works for me. So unfortunately, in terms of the technical stuff, you might not get much from me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really happy with the with the setup I use. Well, I don't think... I don't, I don't think um technical stuff is essential to be able to be productive. Yeah, you know? I totally agree. It's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, again, it's what, whatever, um, the imagination is always the, the key thing. Yeah, if you, you want to get something yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that, um, 
key when we last talked um when you were still not revealing you were the guy behind talisman <laughs> uh, but just before that uh yeah you did this gig with uh with us in um in Berghain. Mm -hmm. um we actually chatted about this stuff and you and i was amazed to hear that most of that stuff is all coming from um, an mc909 right are you still uh, is that still your your sacred machine your um here i have two Oh, you have to. Yeah. Is the for when one breaks down, or are you using both at the same yeah, time? I, I take them uh, when I go on holiday. I take it with me, so and I go to uh, to beaches and stuff like that. So and it gets dirty, you know. So then I send it back to the. <laughs> what <laughs> are you taking gear to the beach? <laughs> I go to Thailand every year. And, uh, ah, like okay. a beach bungalow and. Yeah, the, 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 the sea is very wild there, so it's not good for equipment. There's a lot of dust in the air. But it's, yeah, it's for me, it's like my guitar, you know, so I can, yeah, can, yeah. Most of, I make all the IDs I make in this machine. And if I have two, uh, when I have two, I just play around with two machines and I mix and some ideas I would not come up to by myself. They, they, they get, they, they, um, they, they come up like suddenly when I mix different loops I made, then suddenly I have something totally new. I never thought I would have, you know, oh, and because, that, because you combine the two is that yeah, exactly, yeah. and they okay. have, SRX cards in it, you know, it's sample based cards uh, from the, the, from Roland, mm -hmm. the SRX cards, and they have both different kind of sounds, both Roland. So one is, has a acoustic, uh, sound and one have like classic, uh, synth so sounds. And uh, yeah, it's uh, for me, yeah, I have this machine for 20 years, so I can, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what, what I can do with it, and I'm still learning stuff with it, you know. But yeah, so yeah, I it's basically the uh, I've never used one, but it's basically the the sort of uh, workstation groove box approach, yeah. right? So you can sample with it, sequence, uh, yeah. do synth yeah. sounds, yeah, yeah. So you can do whatever you want, basically, you can do everything you can, almost everything what you want, you can do with it, but. In the end, I record everything, of course, in a computer and start equalizing there and make make it sound how I want to. But the okay. basic the basic idea I do always there. Yeah, so it's it's a writing machine yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. And do you, do you um, does it allow uh, again? I don't know the machine, but does does it have separate outputs or do you one output? Oh, it's just a stereo. Just a stereo. It has more, it has more output, but I use just stereo out. And then I record channel by channel if I want that. You know? oh, but okay. I make mo ma mostly of the time I end up with uh, just a few parts from the original ID that are still there. You know, uh, from the from yeah, from the from the, the 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 things I made in the Roland, just a few parts are still in the track if I release the track, and the rest I did from other. Uh, equipment yeah okay okay but it's it's just your way to get like a an idea idea running very quickly because you're fluent on the machine and i like to make it quick uh, as yeah yeah Minimalistic, very fast good idea you know but yeah yeah 
So does it have a built-in battery then if you take it to the beach or? No, I need to put a cable with me. Uh, like okay. I bring, I, when I go to Thailand, I bring like a, <laughs> a little, uh, cable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I like I like the the image that puts the, this in my head. You know, you walking around with a, a massive uh, a massive cable and an MC nine hundred nine sitting on a Thai beach <laughs> with a joint. <laughs> in in the, the first years I came there, I was also always very paranoid that somebody would steal it. You know, but in, in Thailand, nobody. Yeah, it's very safe. You know, so I can leave it behind for for yeah, with a safe feeling. So that's good. <laughs> and also one time I had, uh, I was on a different island and I had to take a long taxi ride to to get to the boat to the to Copenhagen where I always go on a on a very quiet beach. But in the end, uh, after the taxi ride, I found out that my 909 was fallen off in, in the suitcase in the flight case uh, in in the. Uh, on the way to the boat, but it was an hour drive, so we didn't know where, so we had to. Go back, search on the road where my MC nine nine. Oh shit! Yeah, like don't freaking out there. <laughs> but if I would go there without my MC nine nine, I would go crazy, you know, because then I have to spend time with myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's in a way, it is your guitar. You just take it everywhere, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe you can build a, f a flight case in a guitar shape and uh, travel with it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, or a guitar MIDI controller to make. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so yeah, Gary, you you live uh, near a beach too, right? So um, this yeah, might be an idea for you to continue your uh, your writing. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be down on the beach with all my equipment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> freezing, <laughs> freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, dust might not be the issue there, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Have you have you made have you made music anywhere else than in your studio? Does anybody? Uh, I mean, I I I sometimes try to do something on the road, but usually it's just um, um, you know stuff that I can do within the computer and and not really serious work, but maybe some sound design, some or, ideas and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not like real productions. I I I really need to be in the room and feel the vibe and have a yeah. good no, good speaker too. set. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I have yeah. to be in, in here or something, you know. Mm. What about you, Marcus? Have you, well, you've obviously already said that you did some stuff uh, outside of your studio, but can yeah. you write can you write stuff uh, completely or um, are you taking well, it back to the studio? Like, uh, like two years ago or three years ago, I teach myself to do more on the laptop when I'm on the road. So that was kind of a hard process for me because I always was used to have like a studio around me and really uh, loud uh, sound and stuff. So yeah, but when I, when I finish, I always finish it in the studio. So the final stuff runs through the mixer and yeah. So it's just basically to 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 write down some quick ideas most of mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And yeah, that um, 
that thing which I did in the holidays uh, was really, really nice and inspiring. So I think I will do that also more often. Just take like two, three pieces of gear, go to another room or somewhere else and just record that, you know. Yeah, this is something that is... It gives you like kind of freedom because you don't have like a tempo, like a clock running or something like that. So you just record the pure sound, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, there's something that's come up multiple times uh, during these chats that um, limiting yourself to uh, just a few or maybe just one piece of gear can actually be very productive because you are, you you don't have the uh, problem of being distracted or, um uh by what if if you get stuck you know you you can't resort to anything else you have to kind of keep working on on the setup that you are dealing with yeah. and yeah. and that way you force yourself to to get something out of it and it can actually be very revealing about uh, uh about yourself or about whatever you, you can do with a, a small setup yeah I saw, exactly i saw some uh where is it here this is an interesting one from tau what's up tau uh, what desert island piece of gear? Mm-hmm. Is, so <laughs> forget the beach, but if if you, if, you to, <laughs> if you had to make a choice um, to just work with one piece of gear, I think I know the answer for Guy. But uh, yeah, what, <laughs> what, what would it be, uh, Guy? <laughs> uh, I think um, no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> The MC nine hundred nine or the computer in your no, case? No, the MC nine hundred nine, of course. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I I wouldn't know what what to choose myself. I th- I think I would hate to be restricted to it, but I think the computer would be the most versatile uh, instrument of anything um, I have in the studio. I could say you know I could name my favorite synth or one of my favorite drum machines or whatever, but um, yeah, it's probably too limited to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to do something, you know, to keep interesting for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I would say computer, but as as or maybe I would say my speakers, uh, mm-hmm. because I would hate to listen on fucking crappy laptop speakers for the rest of my life. Would rather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Gary? Is there one? favorite piece of gear or one thing you can never would never do I would, without i would just like to take my 12 tens <laughs> but then i would have no vinyl so can i take vinyl with me <laughs> uh, yes you're allowed to take vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I would just take, take my whole collection and just yeah okay that's interesting yeah so you would rather play play music um if if there was no other choice then uh, yeah i mean if, I'm, if i was on a desert island um you can use trees to make, to, or you know, like uh, uh, things uh, you find around to make drum kits and shit. Co- coconuts. Yeah, coconuts. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's yeah. a tough question. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you, Marcus, is there something you would um, not live without or take um, as your one piece of gear, your only one? I think I would also go with a laptop and a field recorder or a sampler and a field recorder. No, you can only t- t- choose one. 
Take the 909, the MC909. I would take the MPC Live then. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the MC909 <laughs> is actually, um, uh, it, it would be a good thing because that would, um, in my case, it would give me something to discover, to explore, and it has a yeah, wide range. new. I, I never worked on, on, on one, so. It's a, like a groove. I mean, it's a, basically an MPC or what? Yeah, something like that, but a little bit more toy-ish, I think. Yeah, work, workstation type yeah. type of thing. So in in theory, you could do everything on it. So it, computer, it, but very limited. I mean, you can only do one equalizer and that kind of shit. You know, so mm -hmm. you cannot equalize, unequalize. You you could you could resample like, but then yeah. So the then those that nine oh nine was the the big brother of the MC three oh three and uh that there was there were a whole bunch of groove boxes in, in, in those days, right? There I have this uh uh T was it? No, it's um um something three oh three FX three oh three or uh is it three oh three FB three oh three? I don't know. It's the the Roland it's only the effects section from the MC three oh three or nine oh nine. But with a step sequencer, so it's it's only a processing thing, and even though the they sound absolutely crappy, in in um, in an interesting way, you know, it's like this '90s or 2000s digital cheap groove groove box effect sound, you know, <laughs> but it's totally wild and and very unpredictable, and it's a, it's an amazing instrument. Uh, what the fuck is it called again? I'll um, maybe maybe people in the comments help me because I've talked about it before it's um or before my my time i guess <laughs> uh, i think it's around the same time i thought i thought the idea was i think the idea of this machine was to um, uh to have um um like modulated effects it sort of works the same way as the modern electron stuff you know you can have like uh, 16 steps and each step can mm -hmm. change parameters in the effects chain mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's it can be. Oh yeah, the EF three hundred three. Thank you, Tao. That's the one. Yeah, Tao to the rescue. Um, yeah, so you know, it's it's um it's one of those things that are, you know, technically very very cheap and bad, you know, but it's such mo it's it's a lot of fun to work with and uh, um it's very quick, you know, like the groove boxes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I know this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's an yeah. ugly little piece of kit, but it's uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if there are any other people people uh, we uh, in the comments we we can um, we can answer your question so if there's anything you want to ask us please don't hesitate oh there's another one oh yeah how do of course from robert how exactly would you get electricity on a desert island well that's that's simple right Solar panel, that's always in my bag, so no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, did the, you talking uh, about these groove boxes now? Sorry, Marcus, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, we're going on the groove box tip now. Uh, this is the time to get them. You know, they're worth absolutely nothing these days, and um, some of them are actually a lot of fun to work with you know these old um things from those times like the su 700 and the um, yamaha rx series and everything they're so quick what did you want to say marcus sorry 
Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, Guy if he just recently built his home studio, like because of the pandemic thing, or um, did you always also had like a workstation at home? I, I had this studio at this place for 10 years, uh, and then I moved in with my ex, my, no, my ex-girlfriend moves in here, and I had to move my studio. Uh, before that, it was with, with acoustic panels and stuff. So I made a lot of music in this room. Um, and then the, my ex-girlfriend, she moved out and I brought back my gear. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so this, yeah. yeah, I like to work at home. Uh, it's for me, yeah, it works yeah. good because I can do something else in the meantime and hear it in the background and stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I love that too. I always have my studio at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's also nice to have it somewhere else, but then uh, it has to be have to be a good space, you know? Yeah. My other mm. studio is really small and no no windows, just uh yeah. It's very like yeah, very prisonant. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to I used to have a small room at my mom's house. And that's where my studio was. And my mum is a big, big techno fan. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so, so I, 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 I would be working on a, on a track and stuff, and I would think it was good. But then you would hear the knock at the door, and she would peek her head in, and she would say, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> start, start again. <laughs> so I, so I, had, I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interview from Jeff Mills like a uh, while ago and then he talked about his mother that she that he was uh, listened to his mother his track and then she said it needs more bass and uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> so he re redid it uh, it was very funny <laughs> that's funny yeah if you if you have your um, uh, studio at your parents house that of course they're uh, gonna overhear what you do the only thing i ever heard when when um when i was still at my parents house was turn it down turn it yeah. down <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah it's, i mean in, in a way it's good because you learn to to listen and to mix on headphones too you know and my studio here uh it's uh above uh, uh hans anders and they <laughs> exactly at my place they're doing a listening test uh uh, mm. for uh, people who, who can't hear so yeah. <laughs> they have a number and they call me yeah we're gonna do the test right now can you quit it for uh, 30 minutes <laughs> wow <laughs> that's crazy yeah um i saw one thing oh i lost it again um um ah yeah i was gonna ask you this too gary uh from k10 Sub K10. Uh, he's um, asking you, how do you find these vocals for your tracks? Because, I mean, mm. your your music is um, there's a lot of samples going on. Where where do you do you yeah, have yeah. A, a way to uh, to track them <laughs> yeah. or spot them or how do you, what is yeah, there a I mean, secret well, behind it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that I've been doing over the years is is collecting old vinyl from you know like charity shops and stuff. And it, I can find some old soul records, Motown records and stuff. And one thing I would do is I, I would always start by having a, a, a nice groove going on. 
and I kind of I kind of compare it to a sailing boat, right? This is this is quite sad, but <laughs> I like to build the, the <laughs> I like to build the the hull of the of the boat kind of thing, and uh-huh. it's like I see that as the kind of groove going on, and then I go searching or playing around trying to find the sails. Mm-hmm. You got me. <laughs> so what? Yeah, so what I do is like I have a, gro- a groove going, and then I, I'll maybe listen to lots of these old 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 records and stuff, especially nice vocal ones or whatever. Maybe just something. It can just be the slightest kind of voice that hits. It just works with what mm-hmm. you've got going on already. And I'll grab it and I'll take it and I'll sample it and I'll change it and manipulate it and then I'll maybe do yeah whatever with it and and you can, I can build the rest of the track around that. In terms of of some of the other tracks I've done with the with the big vocals going on, uh, I find some good good stuff on on Spotify actually. And a lot <laughs> of the times, yeah, I mean, like I'll have a groove going on and I'll be listening to old on Spotify. You know, there's everything there, and I'll maybe search for some old sort of soul vocals or whatever. Maybe something will work. And if it's and if it's a a vocal where it's very clear, then I always get in touch with the the label or whoever the publishing and see if see if we can use it um for the record and most of the time they say yeah so okay yeah. so but you you're saying that uh, some of the stuff might be recognizable but some of the stuff is some of might the stuff yeah might, some, might be some, mutilated beyond recognition mutilated and, yeah. beyond recognition yeah right. if it's just a small vocal thing and you can put some delays on it and mm. change it around then you know nobody would ever really but it's a matter of actual uh, scouting or searching for it. It's not something you have. A, there's no libraries going on or something. No, not not really. No. I, I like to I like to use my, my old. I've got so many old vinyls, and I just love skipping through on the on the twelve ten here with a groove, mm-hmm. and maybe just something. It'll be a and I'll go oh that works, Mm-mm. and I'll go back and take it and maybe try and just base the rest the rest of the track. You should that. you should do uh, the Gary Beck vocal snippet sample library, man. <laughs> People would love it. <laughs> yeah, look, I've been told they're, they're quite catchy, you know. I, th- I think I like to have a little vocal that maybe is quite, you know, defines the track kind of thing. I've tried using my own vocals, and it's just you don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, man. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there was one um, uh, soul singer called Anne Peebles I, I used quite a lot, and I just loved the combination of the, the the groove I was doing and stuff with elements of her, her voice and I, I had I ended up speaking with EMI about just working with her and stuff like that and they said oh. you know you, you use it just just split the publishing you know so, okay cool so, okay <laughs> so I like I like working with vocals uh, quite a lot so, you know you did uh, uh, you did some collaborations well right I, I the last time I saw something you do. We're doing something with uh, DJ Rush. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that something you you got together for in the studio, or did you do that? From, no, we, did, uh, we, from we a didn't. Distance? We didn't. Uh, we did that from a distance. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, we were speaking a little bit online, and and I, I mentioned that I love his vocals in the track. I've always loved DJ Rush tracks, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a track called "She's Fine," where basically I just asked if I could work with his vocals, and he said, "Yeah." And then I just built the rest of the track around it, uh, and then we did that same kind of formula with the recent one called Talkers. Okay. 
Um, so I love the, his voice, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, his music too. I mean, oh yeah, I've been yeah. a fan from what he he did in the from the early nineties or yeah, probably man. even late eighties, I think. Very, very simple. Like the very ones, early. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's really driving, really driving stuff. Always, it's, it's very dirty, man. Yeah, <laughs> filthy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so don't don't you find it uh, hard? Because um, I collaborate a lot, but it's I I find working online um, very difficult. You know, like or sending people sending each mm-hmm. other stuff back and forth, and you know, it, it feels I've done it a few times, but it feels like yeah. there's more time spent on emailing and uh, you know chatting about things and uh, you know correcting small bits where you really don't care about, to be honest. You know, <laughs> and then. Um, yeah instead of uh, just jamming together or doing something in, you know, physically in the same space, you know? You know, I, I enjoy uh, jamming as well with someone. It's good fun. I, as you know, I worked a lot with Tony. Tony uh, edits yeah. light in the studio. We did a lot of stuff together, and that was always really good fun, you know? Really enjoyed that. Um, but sometimes I, I like to just be in my own space, um, just doing my own thing with it, and if I feel it sounds good, I've not really had that situation with a collaboration where it's been both like tennis constantly. Mm-hmm. It's normally a few bits back and forth and, and it's done. Right. Um, okay. So you, so you, you also find to be quick in, in that, uh, that even, field. E- even quick in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick in that. Yeah. So. Uh, nice. What about you, uh, Guy? Have you, um, done collaboration? By the way, let's say hi to John. John, what's up? Dude, good to see you back here. <laughs> Do you like to do, do do you like to do collaborations? I don't think I've seen many. I I mean I saw that thing you did with uh, the drumming uh ensemble. Yeah, slapback. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um how how did that how did you manage that because that sounds like a the colliding of two different worlds and somehow you had to make it work. How did you how did you go about that? Um I was a, I was bored again, I think, and, <laughs> and then I, um, I already had uh, I I had you have this Red Bull Studios here in Amsterdam, and I already uh, made a reservation that I could work there for a, a period of time, and I I didn't know yet what I was going to do there, and so I was. Uh, writing down some projects I would like to do and um, I didn't want to do some orchestra stuff but I, yeah I thought okay percussion would be nice and I was searching around and then I found Slagwagenaag and uh, yeah, I contacted uh, them and first idea was to just make a record with some few loops uh, some yeah some some techno loops but in the end it was like one year of work, uh, totally, yeah, I was totally getting obsessed with it and ended up like a mega project for me. But oh, wow, a year, wow. It, yeah, yeah, it was. But it ended, it ended up being a performance. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, and then it, it totally gets out of control with with uh, with a visual artist, but the, the Helene Blanca was uh, made a, a like a visual projection thing where we got money from the government for to build it but uh, everything was too big in the project that it was not 
uh, not re uh, like it was not not easy to get uh, to get a show done because it was so complicated you know so i mean we it had to take four hours to build this thing to 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 get the show done and we didn't that to uh, add any sound check or anything so in the end it was not selling uh, you we could not do the show because it was too complicated mm -hmm. uh, yeah that but you did you did perform it at least once i know of right it, yeah, well, so you you couldn't it was too difficult to tour with it but it it did yeah. it had it did happen right two times yeah but in Holland, yeah, okay. then we had like a lot of time to build up the the, the system you know because it, mm. yeah. and then we found out that it was not yeah, not not doable to do it okay but yeah what what i'm interested in it's it's looks it sounds to me like a a mega project um yeah um a lot but the the yeah. well, I mean log logistically it sounds like a, a not a nightmare but like a massive uh, a massive thing to to pull off but what I'm what I've I'm interested in is um how did you manage to sort of unite the two languages because they there's your side of things and then there's this uh drumming ensemble who have their own way but of communicating all, yeah. their own sort of uh, way of phrasing things how did how did you approach that? How how did you get that? Um, I was very lucky because this these guys they are really freaks also. So we we even we don't speak the same language. We were speaking the same language. So I I I had I made this I made like twenty loops in front, just one sound or one rhythm, just very minimalistic, and I I we I let them jam on top of it and. We did it for we recorded for like three days, and I got so much so many material. I still use it as as sounds uh, as they um, what what we re recorded at that moment. But um, did you take care of the recording as well, like the miking and the positioning well, and stuff? At Red Bull, they did everything. Ah, okay. Super Six Studio there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, with engineers and stuff. So it was really. Uh, yeah, like uh, in, uh, like in the candy shop. <laughs> so, um, so they basically play to whatever you were playing them. Like they were, it was like you you have like this thing going on, and they react to it. And yeah. was there any? Did you did you write things for them, or did they just um, improvise over top whatever you Both came up with? with? Okay, so, uh, but they they are like super sick musicians, so. Yeah, they 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 play with Steve Reich and stuff like that. They they, they yeah, oh, wow. I don't have to tell them anything. You know, they, if I say just freak, sometimes I say just uh, freak a bit, little bit less, and then yeah, it, it was better. You know, hmm. because for them they want to do it as complicated as they can, but for me it's better to have some single shots also. You know, so hmm. yeah, but it was really really nice. I still use a lot of that stuff uh, of that recordings. It's my private sample bank. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's really so cool. you and use that also on the on the new album, the percussion one? Yeah, I use a lot of that stuff again. And because the, the Slagman album is the, the album I did with them, the first album is, is not a, really a techno album. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, and now I, I, I use it in a different way. But I use also a lot of drum machines, so... It's 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 more talisman album I think than the other album. Yeah, yeah. 
That's really cool. Did you, did you, um, I mean, you said they, they play Steve Reich, uh, stuff. So I, I assume they are incredibly tight. Yeah. Uh, but how did you, did you ever get sort of conflicting timing? Because, uh, drumming to a drum loop is probably the hardest thing. It's probably even harder than drumming Steve yeah. Reich, uh, they music. Do it, actually. Huh? But yeah, they do it. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Got to check these guys out. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I think that all the, 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 something in my, I'm not allergic to it, but there's, if something is out of time without being out of time in perp on purpose, mm-hmm. I always get itchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, it's, um, I don't know. I'm probably too autistic to allow that in my, uh, I mean, it's if I, there's just no way, or it's very difficult, or only very few musicians can play as tight as a as a computer or as a programmed um, um, beat yeah. or something. But I think the album sounds much tighter because you can edit it, of course, you know. So it sounds much better, but mm. uh, much better, sounds much tighter, you know. But the live performance, of course, is a little bit, lo- uh, yeah, a little bit less tight, but. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I don't like groove or human feel. It's just the combination, you know, the clashing of the the, the rigid uh, electronic drums and then uh, something looser over top. It's uh, it's something that not always works in my um, perception. You know, uh, I'm not saying. <laughs> I mean, but if it, if it does work, it's amazing. But it's um, um, yeah, you have to have really, really, really professional and good musicians to um, yeah. to deal with that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, for uh, if you work with Steve Reich, you go always. Uh, yeah, you have to play it really tight. Uh, the, the, these things are really every time a little bit shorter in the loop, you know. So it's, it's yeah, they're like they're like the measures overtake each other. So if if there is one thing going on, uh, there's a, a part which c- kind of slowly drifts out of the um the measures or the 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 the, the music underneath and then it sort of catches up again and it's that's just crazy <laughs> playing 11 bars in in 10 bars or the other way around is crazy yeah. yeah so you can but you i learned a lot also from that because you can use that in your in your music a little bit you know in the background to make yeah so you so you you picked up some some ideas or techniques uh, through that collaboration okay yeah Definitely. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I did listen to the album, but I I I, um, I should listen to it again now. I know how how it all came together. But you're not planning to continue this because it's uh, too complicated logistically, I guess. We are trying to do. It. Yeah, it's too complicated for me. I love. <laughs> uh, then I uh, lost my arm to chest. Uh, okay, so said yeah. Uh, if it's getting too complicated, you know, it's like a relationship with somebody, with a girl, then it's not nice anymore, you know? <laughs> then it, <laughs> it could go natural. And if it's go, because this is also like, um, I hope they don't listen to it, but I, <laughs> I mean, they have like two managers, uh, they have like a creative director, uh, somebody who's doing PR. I'm not talking to this artist by a personal anymore. If, if I want something to, when we touring, you know, so it's getting too complicated for me to, yeah, mm. too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, um, done something like that, uh, Marcus with, um, people who play no. acoustic instruments? No. 
No, okay. no. Would be nice. Would you like to? I mean, yeah. It's interesting because it's another uh, way to work. Yeah. So you you record it with with them like for two three weeks and the rest of the year was editing or yeah three three days I mean oh, three days but I never I never worked I I mean I say a year but I I was not a year full working on it but sometimes yeah. go I let it go for a month you know because yeah then so I keep it clean you know in my mind because otherwise yeah I don't hear it anymore. But it was one year of of of, of editing and yeah. Editing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I see Gary shaking his head. Yeah. I think that would bore me somehow. Really? Yeah. Like this editing part over that kind of period of time. I yeah, don't know. Nice to have it to. Uh, yeah, I'm perfectionist in one way to keep it minimalistic. And yeah, you know, when you have like a basic thing, you know, it's good, but it's not. You you can't listen to it for a very long time because then yeah. you, you yeah nobody can listen to the Billy Jeans for three years. You know the loop of. Mm. I mean, you have to let it go and from from my opinion and give it some rest and get it back. So you yeah. main idea that can be very simple, but yeah, what I yeah, mm. you know what I mean. I think yeah, I like that, but I, I think it's that would work out for me <laughs> to do that because I yeah, I I always try to be really fast. Like when I have an idea, I jam it, and if the track is not finished in six seven hours. I'm kind yeah, of bored or yeah, I, don't, shame, I don't know. I, I'm not the person who who takes that project like for a couple of weeks and to perfect the stuff, you know, like yeah. I, I I don't know. I I think I, it, it bores me or maybe I have the feeling that I could do more if i don't edit that's that much and stuff yeah mm -hmm. so. yeah i i think i'm 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 like that too i i guess um if it doesn't come quickly uh, it, starting something new is is uh, more exciting and yeah. um uh less uh draining than than trying to yeah. fix something which isn't mm -hmm. working yeah mm. yeah and then you can go back to that idea maybe another yeah, maybe time later. yeah when it's when it when you have you know? a, when you have enough distance again you know when there's yeah. a, when it's almost sounds like uh, uh, something new again then, then yeah, it's I, uh, I love that I love that discovery yeah. when you when you go back through and you listen to some things what's what's that thing that I say then and you hear it and you think oh that that's actually quite good and you uh -huh. have a whole fresh approach to it and it's you can sometimes make something really good from it so I but like that approach as well yeah. Don't you think so? for me finishing a bit, uh, like an album or something it it's painful in a way for me yeah hurt, you know so yeah that's one part of the process that it really hurts to finish it because you heard it so many times and yeah but you you know yeah you got to get to the end of you have to finish it and you don't want to uh, think afterwards why did I do it 
in that way, you know. So yeah, it, it really hurts every time. And I say, you mean you mean it hurt? It's a struggle. That's what you, yeah. you mean. It's a struggle. Yeah, I. But yeah, it's it's. I guess that's part of uh, art. Yeah, I mean the yeah. struggling artist. That's the. Mm. That's the thing. It it doesn't. Uh, if it would um, uh, just fall in your lap, it wouldn't be fun. No, exactly. And <laughs> Uh, when I started a new project, I said, this time I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to keep it very easy, very simple. And then in the end, I'm like, <laughs> weeks on the same shit in the studio. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a process. Yeah. How was it with, uh, with the percussion one? Was it like directly from the beginning, the idea to do like, okay, I do 30 tracks now with this kind of idea or... But he, uh, it was. I started this. I made all these tracks in the lockdown. So in okay, well, in, in the beginning, I made it in three months. I did this. I uh, know yeah. the idea. The idea started basically when I was um, the lockdown began in uh, what was it March? Was it March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I knew I had uh, a deck mounted podcast in June. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, and I, I've not immediately thought I'm going to do it like that, but after a month... You want to do something special or... Yeah, and then uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to do only unreleased tracks, and then I'm, I'm, I, and then from there the process started. Okay, so I got... I was already doing a lot of uh, tribal tracks I did for the last year, but they never came to a project or something. Yeah. And suddenly everything came together and uh, I made more tracks and loops and stuff. And then finally, uh, yeah, it, uh, the, yeah, it had to be the, uh, all these tracks in this podcast. So I had this project and I also had a deadline, you know, so I had to yeah. finish very, yeah, I had to work in the last month. I was like only in the studio, you know, for like every day. Yeah, you know how it works all day. But I'm happy that you that the, that it had a deadline. So you yeah. Otherwise, I was still so you working. had a point where you had to be finished. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I was still working on this shit. You know. Yeah. 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 I like I like the the concept, and I also like the podcast because I listen to it like every second day right now since it was released. Uh, nice. Really, I really like the concept. Like. Yeah. Really and it's nice. gonna be uh, maybe I'm gonna do. I mean, it's there are 30 tracks now, but maybe I will uh, do another 10 tracks. You know, I can make yeah. more parts of it. But yeah, nice. Yeah. Did you did you hear it, Jochen? I I discovered it when uh, when uh, when we talked about doing this, and uh, I I haven't heard it all, but it's a really nice way. It's a really nice way to. Um, Uh, to set yourself a goal and um, and get get something done. I mean, um, yeah, I've, I've also thought about ways of doing this. You know, like uh, sort of this this method of um, maybe putting out uh, a, an uh, an EP uh, at the fixed date every start of the month or something. Just uh, yeah. to get. But you did, you did your. I mean, uh, with the loops like a long time with loudboxer, right? I mean. Mm -hmm. That was oh, was it a mix or was it not a mix? Also, uh, mix? yeah, it came out on CD as a as a mix, yeah, uh, or as a continuous uh, uh, album, yeah. and and, it, and and on vinyl it came as a collection With of two hundred two hundred loops. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it's a long time yeah. ago. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a long time. It's 2002 or 2001. It's, uh, but I, I didn't do that. Um, uh, I actually, I did, I did the album, um, after I toured with the music for a while. So I, mm -hmm. I had these, um, uh, it's coming back to the Groovebox uh, subject again. I had these two SU700s mm -hmm. um, that I used to play a live show. And uh, basically every weekend before I uh, went on on tour, I made an ex you know, a few extra um, loops in it. Not really loops, but uh, uh, sections of or things that could become a track. Uh, because it, it allowed you to have... Um, a bunch of loops, a bunch of one shots and uh, assign uh, a knob to each track with uh, any parameter of any effect or anything inside the, the DSP. And um, so it, it's basically I, I've, I, I described them in, at the time as a three or three with sa for samples. You know, it's like it's it is very groove boxy, groove boxy concept, but it's so flexible that you can basically turn one thing into another uh, completely like you can these days with an octa track you know you can start with something and end up in a completely different territory with the same samples loaded and um, you can manipulate them to the extreme um, anyway so i i did some new tracks every every time i went for for gigs and then uh, built like a massive arsenal during uh, a year or something of of, um, of stuff that i played out and um I never recorded them, but they kind of found their ultimate shape or form after performing them for so many times. And then, and then I went to the studio and recorded the the tracks, which became the the Loudboxer album. So it's um, it's like a reverse way of working how you would normally do it. Normally, it's yeah. uh, you you work on on an album or on a series of releases, and then you you take them on the road. But this was the other way around, which was great for me because the albums before I did that I did before that time were in a traditional way so I you know and those were in the times when there were massive waiting times you know before your stuff got released so you got you got the music finished then it gets in the in in the release plan and you know the whole fucking promo wait and stuff like that and then after eight months your album is out and then you have to tour with the music that you are sick and tired of for the for the last year <laughs> you know so so this was my way to avoid that situation again um to to end That's up in that cycle mm -hmm. uh yeah to end up in that same cycle and it was more you know sort of got more freedom to do things and i wasn't really setting out to do a dance floor album which i, th I st you know which is but it was just because i was you know, doing these, working with these loops in a dance floor environment that they found their ultimate form in, in the shape they ended up on the album, you know? So, um, um, yeah, that was, um, that was an interesting approach, but, um, I never approached that in a way that, uh, that you are doing it now. Like uh, every, every week, uh, I should do a track. It was a more natural progressing thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you just played live um, at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I when, when when did you start DJing? Um, I think. Uh, well, I've always DJed, but I've never really um, done DJ sets which were exclusively DJing. You know, like I've never. So it was always like hybrid. Yeah, even even in the early days, I used vinyl in a 909, you know. So I I, nice. I, I was basically just playing records and then uh, 
try to <coughs> sync the 909 with whatever record was going on and then do like a 10 minute 909 thing and then mix in a record again you know that was yeah. very very early stages but uh, i don't think you i would it it was messy and but uh mm. <laughs> but fun and um yeah after that i i started doing more sort of uh, um taking more gear on the road like uh like the the old school setup with a 16 channel desk and keyboard stands and shit like that you know mm. more like the orbital underworld style you know like with uh, lots of shit on the on the with uh, um, yeah, hardware sequencers and stuff like that, um, and and when I started, did, did you know, incorporate? I I only got interested in in doing sort of mix or mix it up with other people's music when um, the first version of Tractor came out. So you could um, play anything, you know, not restricted to whatever was on the vinyl, uh, but you know, you yeah. could basically play any any sound file. Um, with the timecode records, then then I was like, okay, I should try this because, you know, it's um, I don't have to produce everything that I play live in uh, before I go on this on stage, but I I can also you know use bits or entire pieces mm. of other people's music, and that's how I got into DJing. But um, um, and still to this day, I know and I know not I don't really do any full just classic DJ sets, you know, it's always some hybrid thing going on with an octa track or, um, yeah, with layering things and mixing things up. I, I always have the feeling I'm cheating. If I'm just playing a record from start to finish, I'm like, yeah, now what? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can sort of uh, get into the whole sort of mimicking DJ routine with like really sort of, uh, you know, big movements and just taking out the bass and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you've, like, you've I, never I, really I done know. that, have you? No, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't know. It's not... Yeah, like I said, I'm, it feels too, like I always need to, I have the feeling I always need to manipulate something, you know, or do, or do something with whatever is, whatever I'm hearing. I want to control, or not control, but I want to have um, um, some influence over uh, yeah. the flow of things or um, mm. um, how things are progressing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally blown away by, by people who can do that, you know. I'm not, it's not something I'm against or that I don't think is... Um, can be interesting. I mean, there are some people who are uh, absolutely amazing, or you know, picking the right thing at the right moment, and it just um, you know, mm. finally making amazing transitions and stuff. But it's um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just not good at that, and I don't there, feel there's there's it, been I mean, there's been times I've been watching you playing, Joachim, and it will be like such an amazing moment of tension, and then it, the, the beat comes back in, and mo a lot of DJs, the hands would be everywhere. But you've just got a straight face, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm always watching like um, you know maybe six or seven yeah. things at the same time. So it's um, yeah. There's I do I do have the but like total. Keep a, I'm, I'm sure. sure I, I'm sure I, one time I saw you do this. Yeah. Well, there, once. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must have been drunk then. <laughs> no, but I mean there, there are I mean. The, there are several ways of uh, uh, communicating, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel that I, um, uh, I, I don't think. Um, I mean, it looks like I'm, I'm uh, sort of um, not making big gestures or physical gestures, mm -hmm. but I, I do feel definitely feel a, a, a connection or um, mm -hmm. a thing going on in the room, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and once people notice okay you know this guy isn't really waving at every breakdown or whatever 
um, they seem to accept it and it just sort of focus on the music a bit better, you know, yeah, it's, it's, perfect. Um, it's perfect. I don't know. It's, uh, um, yeah, again, there's no, no, you know, uh, final and, and one only one, only one way to, to do it. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm kind of the same like you, I'm, I always look like really face, faceless techno bastards. <laughs> yeah. Like a bored <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I, I, there, there is definitely uh, many ways you can go about it. And, and what I, I really take notice of is the, uh, how the, the vibe in the room is. That is something you learn over the years, you know? Yeah. I mean, even though I'm not looking at them, I can, I, I always can reach the people in the back of the room as much as the people in front, you know? And yeah. it's, I, I think the, um, maybe the job is not the right word, but it, uh, your part in the whole, in the entirety of uh, playing um, to a room, whether it's a big or a small one, is to help create uh, the atmosphere and the mood mm -hmm. for for the people who are who are there enjoying themselves. Yeah. And um, you know, there are many factors that are 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 part of this um, um, chain of things that are going on. It's like the the sound system, the lights, uh, and of course. Uh, probably the most uh, important factor is the people themselves. And if you, if you can uh, somehow uh, align all these things by uh, creating the right atmosphere at the right mm -hmm. moment yeah. um, and everything starts to fall into place and things mm -hmm. align and things are uh, synced up and that's the best, that's the best result you can get for, oh, yeah. for any, any performance. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, some, some people's tactics is to, uh, invoke a reaction by being very physical um, yeah. and other people are more kind of uh, communicating on a more subliminal level mm -hmm. and um, I think both are fine but um, I, I usually feel more comfortable kind of um, you know pushing my communication on a more sort of unconscious level and, and just um, leave more space for the imagination of the people who are enjoying it um, yeah. and um yeah, keep keep them captivated, nonetheless, but um, um, in a more, you know, less uh, sort of acrobatic way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm the same. Like, I'm not. Uh, I don't feel like comfortable when I wave with the hand or something like that. That's that's not me. I think I think I was maybe. When I first came through, maybe ten years ago, I was a little bit guilty of dancing like a, I don't know, like a. Seal. Well, but you you are a very <laughs> animated person, you know. It's just whatever fits your personality. You are you are an animated. Yeah. Uh, but the, the older it suits, yeah. it suits you, yeah. I mean, the older I've been, the older I get, the, the less I, the less I dance. The less you're moving. <laughs> I, I hurt my back, you know. It's like oh. <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, I think I was just a bit like taken aback at the beginning with with, with everything, and I I was a I love being in the crowd as well at that time, so I couldn't help but sometimes uh, lose myself a little bit. But the the more you do it and stuff, definitely the more you becomes more focused on the music thing, you know. Well, it always mm. has been, but just less an animated, you know. Like so. mm. Yeah, you are not the the. Guy, you're not the type of uh, jumping around DJ or performer either, right? No, 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 no. 
<laughs> I, I saw the last time I saw you was uh, at uh, school uh, when you were doing your your live show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it blew, blew me away how how fast the tempo was. Oh yeah, but that was nothing yet. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I go okay. now. I I I'm at the point I play. Sometimes I go to 160 BPM, and but I go back and forth like <laughs> okay, like I use like a. That was the first Talisman show I did in the school. I think when you mm-hmm. played, uh, yeah, played with you. So. That, I le- after that, I did many more, and I, it w- it's a bit of my style now to play along uh, a lot with the BPM to yeah, to make it wave. To, okay. And uh, and at the point where you cannot go any further, then I when it's really too much, then I come with a soundscape. I always use the same soundscape in one way because it fits always. And then uh, it's like it can be one or two or five minutes of nothing, and then I can build it up again till till we can't go any further. You know, like a sort of <laughs> something. Yeah. Do you like, use the Do you use the MC nine hundred nine when you when you play live? I did it. A, I did it a few times. Yeah, but I uh, when when I played with you, I it was the first DJ set I did there. It was a DJ set then. And I used oh. the 99, uh, but after that I I work I work with the three CDJs and the 909, and now okay. I, now I'm not I'm not using the 909 anymore because I basically played kicks and hi hats and snares and uh, and not not playing songs with it. So I can also do that with with uh, with the USB with. Yeah, with some loop. Yeah, okay, it. but but you you use the CDJs as samplers, then really just uh, yeah. with your own material and just layer yeah. layer stuff. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that was not fast, I think. Yeah. But yeah, you you like to play it more slowly. I think. I mean, you when you were younger, you played it faster. <laughs> no, it's uh well, it varies. You know, it's um I I've always also recently re re started the public energy uh shows and uh, they are like 150 160 as well so yeah. um yeah just bang it out i love it <laughs> then when it's so fast people you cannot stand still anymore you know it's like too much energy coming in your face when it's above 138 or something you know then it's getting really yeah well, it's also physically harder to dance to, I think, for for people. But it, it's um, but the energy can be absolutely incredible when yeah, when uh, when I you go those yeah. yeah. Have you have you done? I, I know Marcus has been uh, recently starting doing live sets, but have you done live sets, Gary? I haven't. No, no. no it's, I mean, it's something I, I, I have thought about. Um, I would love to do something live with kind of performers a little bit. You know, okay. The, the, the more sort of band thing, I've always, I will, I will do that. I do plan to do that in the future. But I love the idea of um, composing music that that you can bring in some musicians to actually do a kind of show with. I don't know. I love. I just love DJing so much. Just kind of mm. that's what I like doing. But yeah, it has crossed my mind at times. But as of yet, no, I've not done a. So how how would you did, did you actually th- really think about this or is it just something you you kind of uh, or you postponed in your mind and you it's, yeah no it's not I a concrete mean, thing yes I mean it's something I definitely I'm going to do you know um, but but you mean like uh, what kind of instruments would you 
Oh, gu- uh, guitar, the, the, the kind of traditional stuff, uh, guitar, the drums, you know. Uh, I've always loved some, some kind of like band traditional type music. It's totally different to this, but it's something that I would love to do. Um, and what would you what would be your part in the in the whole thing then? I would write the songs from you know. And then, and then sit in the dressing room waiting to, for the show to be over. Yeah, <laughs> basically. No, I would, I would write the songs. I would kind of come up with the guitar parts and stuff like that and, and just drum rhythms or whatever and kind of cool. go in with some friends but, and try something But your, like your, your, your part in the show, I mean, like, uh, would you be one of the musicians? And what I, you- I, my guitar playing is getting a lot better. So I definitely Seriously? plan. And, yeah, I mean, even through lockdown, I've just had the acoustic just oh wow all okay. the all the time. Uh, so I'm improving at it, but I'm not at a level yet to actually go up there on stage and start playing. But it's, it's something that I love to do. I love to have that group environment going to play a a show. Uh, so yeah, hopefully in the future that's something I'm going to do. Uh, Let me know, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I'd love to see you play guitar and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Cool. Okay, let's see if there's anybody. Sorry, I'm. I, this is the same every week. Um, just ignoring the people here in the comments. Um, um, oh, this might be interesting. From K10 again. Uh, how do you sort your music library for your DJ sets? Do you? Carry or you just bring the same stuff uh, and just pick pick them at random when you when you're on stage. Yeah, obviously record box. I just um, I tend to start a new a new month, a new folder, kind of for for each month, and I just it just changes over each month the the kind of group of tracks you know that I want I want to play, um, and then you've got the advantage of going back into the folders and playing old tracks or whatever. But that's how I kind of do it. Just monthly just change change the playlist kind of thing yeah same for me i use for for playing with usb i use record box and um i also sort everything by months like every promos promo i get I put in there also uh, everything I bought, but in another folder. And then I normally I do like playlist for for every gig, where I just put the interesting stuff from from the promo sense and so on. And then I still have the. The lists from from the last gigs, and when I'm in the club, I'm like, okay, two weeks ago that track worked really well, so I go there in that playlist, yeah. and uh, yeah, so that's kind of a way how I organize it. Yeah, yeah. I I organize it more um, in in genre like uh, okay, very hard or relax or groove or uh, tension or um, uh, break oh what was that I don't <laughs> know <laughs> 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 I, 
I heard a window crashing or whatever. Yeah, that was my I think that was my girlfriend and then the dog was barking, so <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she did not open the door. <laughs> she went through. Uh, I I do it more that way, so I I I feel what kind of fighter is I want in the club, and I go to the map. Uh, if I feel the kick is too much straightforward, I go to the map offbeat. If I feel there I need tension, I go to the map with tension, and I build up from there basically. Or I, yeah, that's how I work. So you basically choose uh, only a starting point, and then you let that the rest happen according to how the night develops. Yeah, I really try to feel what's what I want, mm. how the club feels. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it works the best for me. Otherwise, I'm really just doing something. And it, it sometimes it doesn't work if I don't get feedback. Of, I need feedback, you know, so if it's not, if I don't get an, not the right response, then I'm getting stuck in that position. Yeah. But if it works really good, then, then I, yeah, it's my way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> no, there's no dog barking this time. <laughs> I would check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Synchrotron asks, uh, "What is Recordbox?" It's, um, I guess, uh, maybe Gary or um, Guy explain what Recordbox is because um, I'm not the pioneer guy. It's just a software program to. to from from Pioneer to put your tracks in, uh, that yeah, I do. Record Box is just the software of Pioneer to organize to, your music. Organize, yeah, I don't organize it. I organize it in iTunes, but mm. you can do it in there as well. And uh, so, and it's preloaded, so the CDJ already knows what's what's going on with track, basically, or. Can somebody say it better? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just an organizing tool, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not so organized. I guess I'm. Um, I just throw in the, you know, whatever I add to my library into um, uh, a recent folder, and when that gets to about fifty or, I don't know, sixty tracks, I start a new folder. So it's, it is in different folders, but there's no system to it. There's just a way to keep track of what was added to the library when you know sort of like date kind of thing but once it gets into uh into tractor i uh i i write um stuff in the comment field you know there is a comment field you can use in um in audio files and um like you would in the past write some stuff on the vinyl if, if they would come with a disco back you know there was no no picture you could recognize the the record by i would write something on the on the sleeve and that's the <laughs> that is still how I, I mark my track so i you know usually after playing them two or three times i don't even know what the record was you know which uh has often caused some uh, hilarious situations uh <laughs> it's like people coming into the booth uh, yeah thanks for playing my track man and, and like oh uh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 thanks really great track <laughs> anyway so i i don't i don't I don't, I'm not organized like that, but what I, I do tend to do is uh, finding things uh, which I haven't played before. Like maybe for a night, I would select 25 things that I've never played before, whether they are new or they're just, you know, still sort of um, unused things. Um, 
and um and then that's for me a way to throw myself into the deep end you know like i just mm. i just start the track and then um so it's kind of new for me as well you know and and unexpected and i i use i i usually thrive on moments like that when something is happening that i can't predict and i have to sometimes it goes horribly wrong and i have to work my way out of it but usually those are the moments which end up being interesting or um i mean i'm not i'm not taking um um massive 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 risk anyway because everything is synced in in a way and and you know you can if, if things start to be weird you can loop it and sort of go with that you know so it's um but it's a way to uh to create uh some sort of a problem or an issue um so i have to manage my my way out of it <laughs> i like i like those moments you know when yeah when there are things you have to um to solve you know that's uh that's usually what i really enjoy doing <laughs> solving solving <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like the opposite of being organized it's like the being deliberately unorganized you know yeah. just to just to um to to make have something to do you know <laughs> eh? yeah sorry quite exciting it makes it quite exciting as well when, when yeah i'm not saying i'm doing it all the time but i mean the mm. uh, sometimes i i also go back to uh to things i know that are going to work mm. you know if you there's like things you know when you throw it on it's going to have some effect or it's going to have uh you know it's going to do something that you that you know you can rely on but uh, i i i mix it up with things that i uh that i can't rely on you know mm -hmm. deliberately to create that tension and that sort of uh, struggling um moment or uh, yeah something that sort of puts everything in a different perspective you know yeah. and, um yeah if if you if you be if you're careful and with um doing that at the right moment and um usually it's usually it's not at the beginning of a set in the beginning i usually i usually start as if i was already playing for two hours you know just mm -hmm. go straight in bomb straight and, in yeah yeah and then mm -hmm. sort of uh, start to take maneuvers along the way and and end up trying to end up in uh, territory which you haven't covered mm -hmm. uh before or what where, where people don't expect it things to go um, uh, and that's something I do by just uh, throwing in random things that I don't know the outcome of <laughs> um, keeps it interesting you still play with uh, two laptops or is it already on one um, um, yeah I play I have a uh, one laptop with a tractor which i use as a sampler and then um i have an octatrack which i use to okay uh, program things in real time so it's a uh, just a step sequence um, loop and i i don't sync them up they're just running on their own clock uh, they're pretty much running in sync most of the time but sometimes you have to kind of uh, push and pull the things to to get them aligned um, um yeah and the octatrack takes care of uh sort of the extra drums I'm programming and also the effects. Um, so I have, um, uh, yeah, two, two effect ins and outs, two stereo effects, which can be changed, um, and manipulated. Um, so yeah, it's pretty flexible. Nice. Oh, Joachim, have you, have you ever had a, a gig where everything has just gone completely wrong? Completely like wrong with, with you, with your equipment and stuff. And it's just, just 
crashed and stuff like that. Have you ever had that before? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, the, there are, yeah, not, uh, yeah, I mean, there's these power cuts of cutoffs you get sometimes, you know, when everything goes silent and the lights go out, but people can actually notice that it's not the fault not, of not the, your fault. Yeah. 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 Or people, you know, um, they trip over a wire and, and the power goes off on stage or something like that. Oh, yeah. You they know. look back at you as if, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I must say uh, that I, I haven't had, my stuff crashing for a long time. I think mm -hmm. there's a few instances when the Octatrack uh, crapped out because of uh, uh, humidity. And um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of sensitive like that. You know, it's if it gets too hot and humid, it can act a bit weird. Um, but then it's it still has the, I still have the the music coming out from yeah. of, of Tractor to li rely on. It's a little bit less dynamic, but it's, um, you know, show yeah. still continues, you know. But I haven't had, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't, can't remember anything really when I had to really stop because nothing was working. Mm. I don't think that ever happened to me, to be honest. Mm. Um, or it might have, might have, but it must be a very long time ago. I don't know. Yeah. But in, re in recent years, like recent, I don't know, two decades, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't had any crazy Maybe things happen. Yeah. No. Cool. cool. Um, you? I mean, I, I hear a lot of people who play on CDJs that they are that yeah, can be I mean, un unreliable. Yeah, sometimes they just they just stop. You know, they decide mm. they decide not to play your music anymore. You know, it's <laughs> completely out of your control. Um, but yeah, I've had a few of the power cuts off and stuff like that. But but then, yeah. it, well, then if if one CDJ craps out, you still have uh, two or three other ones to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's normally it's normally not too bad. Yeah. yeah. You, Marcus, any any big scares on on stage? Mm, I remember one time. I think it was in Italy. I just started my set, and like two minutes after I started, the emergency loop, uh, oh. and the CDJ um, came up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I never had that before. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the only situation I can remember where I really was like, okay, what's going on here? So, but luckily, that was the I think that was the only time that happened. Yeah. Well, at least it does give you an emergency loop. Otherwise, it would have been silent, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it is it uh, going on forever or is it? Yeah, it goes on forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it could also provide a toilet break. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you do you have do any of you have uh, toilet records? I I have some. I have a little uh, folder of um, uh, toilet <laughs> records, like a uh, fifteen minute tracks. Because some some places you can just go backstage, you know. But other other places you have to make your way through the crowd and you never know what's going to happen on the way to, uh, to the toilet. What are, you know, people are asking for uh, autographs or fill, you know, pictures and shit like that, you know, you could end up in a, <laughs> somewhere, you know, back in the club without a way of getting back to the, to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Once I played Burka and I think it was the first time and I had to go to the toilet. Uh, I played Armstrong, your track. Oh, so, great track. Yeah. It's a real P track. A what? Yeah. 
a real toilet track. Yeah. <laughs> Why is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's Armstrong is like ten minutes or something, isn't it? Could be. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I only, so. I only, if, if when I, I, I usually don't really play my own records, but now when I do, <laughs> well, one of the ones that I do play is that one because it's so tooly, you know, it's easy yeah. to fit in anything. Yeah. Uh, and it sits, uh, you know, it uh, sits in, in between many th styles, you know, it's easy to combine with stuff. But I never played uh, beyond the, the, the break, to be honest. I don't, that last five minutes could have been ditch uh, <laughs> from the track, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You can always press the wrong play button. That's also I did it a few times. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. also yeah, that's also happened once. Yeah, <laughs> press the wrong track, and then the whole track is gone. So you know what I mean when you yeah. press. Mm. And then you then you lost the whole track also. Yeah, that's so terrible when that happens. Man. I drink a little bit too much or, or in too much in the zone and not thinking anymore. Then I am like a wild beast pressing the wrong buttons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I now remember. I did uh, mess up other people's sets sometime though. <laughs> You know, because I'm I'm always bringing my own gear and then I have to unplug it after I finish, and there's always the risk, you know, especially when it's yeah. uh, cluttered and uh, and um, you know messy on a in some you know uh, <laughs> some of the clubs are uh, you know people are coming to the to the booth and leaving again. So at some point it's just a fucking spaghetti mess of wires, mm -hmm. and then it's like uh, is this <clears throat> the right one? You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can remember one or two times when it, I just unplugged the the mixer of the <laughs> or the whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> but that happens, I guess. Um, let's see if there is anything going on in the comments, people. Um, sorry to be ignoring you. Uh, uh, okay. Feel free to continue with the horror stories, by the way, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that happened quite a lot to me when you're, you're finishing your set and then someone who's using the, the laptops and they've got all the cables and they'll just come right in front of you while you're on your last couple of tracks with the elbows going everywhere. And that's <laughs> happened to me where they pulled out the wrong cable. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's, I hate that. Oh well, keeps it interesting. Mm -hmm. um, let's. You still play uh, with laptop, Gary Beck? Or not anymore? No, I'm on the the three C CDJs. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of just, I, I lost, I lost faith in the laptop a little bit. I don't know. I just, um, I gave it a go of just using the CD, the CDJs and the and the USB record box, and I loved it. Mm. You know, I really enjoyed it, so I decided not to continue with uh, using the laptop anymore. Um, so yeah, are you, and are you, three, are you CDJs? A, yeah, uh, yeah. Most of the time, like two or three CDJs and two Technics. That's my ah, okay. yeah. setup. Yeah, and then I have uh, 
Looper, the Cyclops, mm -hmm. the Red Eye, the the one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you try and use the twelve tens everywhere you play, or do you find some of the the decks are just not up to a good standard? <laughs> well, when I play somewhere for the first time, I just bring like maybe a handful of records with me yeah. because I had it a couple of times where I had like two record bo uh, bags with me. Mm -hmm. Then I arrived and the, the turntables didn't work or something. Yeah. So, and if I played there already and I know, okay, they are in a good, in a good shape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, then I bring more. Yeah. Mm. But it depends. Like, and what kind of mood I am, and mm. yeah, it's too yeah. bad that it's uh, that it's become such a uh, technically unreliable thing because um, you know playing with uh, vinyl, I mean, you know, yeah, it, and it is it is a lot of fun, but it's uh, it's sometimes you just uh, run into setups or you know record players which are just absolutely crap. Yeah, you did this um, four decks. Uh, thing for boiler room, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that almost turned out to be a nightmare as well because of the <laughs> the setup. Okay. Uh, yeah, I remember you told me about that. Yeah, that's. But it was. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was cool to do, but and I would love to do more of that. But it's, but it's. I'm just. I'm not sure if. Um, I mean, it needs needs to be in a uh, environment where things are definitely technically working. You know, because. Um, yeah, it's it's not the final set with with fully produced records. It's um, mm -hmm. records that I cut myself with just parts parts of music. You know, like um, some of some of them are locked grooves, and others are um, you know just a, a beat loop or a, sort of an evolving synth part or whatever. And then I mix everything up, and it um, becomes like a yeah, like a, a story. But it's um, I do need the four decks. Other, otherwise, uh, it's uh, it, it would just be a baseline, uh, just uh, hopping along uh, yeah. without anything, you know. So um, yeah, there uh, with that that setup, um, it only works if if there are four pristine, um, technically one hundred percent record players. And and I did uh, for that occasion, I did get them, but there was something. That was unplanned. I did get the sound check, and I did get the you know I've managed to get the feedback all f working out fine, you know, and um, um, got a nice nice section the behind me where I could put the records where nobody could touch them, you know, because it's, yeah. it's so sensitive, you know, it's really. Um, uh, but then somebody lost his flight slot, and uh, before I came back, when I came back to the venue. Um, the whole setup was put under the table. Uh, you know, all the everything was disconnected because they had to make room for the last minute uh, somebody who, who was uh, replacing somebody else. And um, I think that that was that was it. That was the reason. Anyway, there was not enough space. <coughs> the idea was to just leave it after sound check, just the way yeah. sound checks. You know, but so I had to. You know how boiler room is. There's like. F fucking everybody's in the booth yeah. and I had to put everything back you know and everything was tilted and uh, and horrible and everything so 
it was challenging. I kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, managed uh, just about, you know, but uh, it could have been uh, it could have been more interesting and more smooth. But um, and some it was it was a venue which um, hadn't been used before for for events either. So when they put in the sound system and all these people, like decades of worth of dust came down from the ceiling. So the, yeah. every time I put on a record, uh, you know, after like uh, maybe 20 rotations, the, the needle would have already be completely uh, sucking up all the, all the dust and kind of sort of, you know, move to the yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a hard work. But, um, yeah, I'll do it again when, it, when the circumstances are right, for sure. It's a fun way to play. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's, like it's like using it's like using loops in Tractor or on CDJs, like like you guys do, uh, but on vinyl, and and it, it mm. makes it all a bit more uh, sort of organic and and sort of lively. Um. Let's see if there is. Um, uh, oh, we st we only have uh, we already an hour and forty five minutes, guys. That's crazy. It's almost bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Are you falling asleep? <laughs> I go to bed early always. Yeah? Yes. No, yeah, around 11. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I figured you would be more like a, a night uh, a night guy, a night owl. <laughs> okay. So you produce during the day then? Yeah, yeah. Bas yeah, I'm, I'm the most productive in the morning, actually. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. A fresh day all day and then for yeah for a few hours and then have a little break and then back but then in the evening I want to do something stupid like watching movies or yeah empty my head. And the nighttime is always uh yeah get you get more alcohol and stuff like that. So for me personally it's getting too dangerous in that environment. <laughs> So better in the morning, fresh and fruity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, I guess the the jobs like or not jobs, but um, things like writing and uh, uh, doing the necessary things to to get something done are are done best in the during daytime or in the morning, but. Um, sometimes it's also nice just to, like I said earlier, you know, just to fool around and do things, and just do the, uh, yeah, just mess around with gear or uh, coming up with new ideas or things like that, or make make a new patch. That's something that I would like that I always like to do in the evening because then, then I don't know, the whole feel of the the day when everybody's already sleeping. It also creates some kind of uh, peace in in your mind, you know. And you can just uh, take time mm -hmm. and and do things that are not necessary but still fun and and yeah. and often very productive too. So yeah. But what do you do in what, what? How does your day schedule mostly look like like this in the in the Corona times then now? For me? Yeah, for you. Uh, well get up and then usually uh do some admin stuff you know just uh daily you know just routine kind of things uh and then uh in the in the afternoon i usually walk the dogs mm -hmm. and and then uh, after that i uh, i either uh make dinner or go to uh, to the studio 
Um, but I, most nights I'm in, I'm in the studio, most evenings. Mm. And sometimes when I, when I have a, a thing to finish, I go, I go earlier in the day, go in the morning or, and then spend the whole day until I think, uh, I should go home. <laughs> mm. You know, when I, when I, when things start to slow down and be less productive then I usually uh, call it a night, I, I'm not, I'm not forcing anything to, um, mm. uh, but yeah, things, it, I'll, I'll let just, I just let things happen when they, when they happen, you know? Uh, in terms of um, getting things done in the studio, but yeah, it's a it's a nice place to hang around. You know, there's a, there's room to breathe here. It's a, it's a, it's a space where you can actually spend a lot of time before you um, get bored or uh, feel that you. I'd love to see it. Uh... Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd love to to come. Check yeah, you're all invited. <laughs> if you yeah, can make it over here, for sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. Marcus, Marcus was uh, thinking of maybe making it over yeah. here in uh, at some point because you can you can drive. Yeah, it's like two two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, when I finished the studio, and then I will go to you and. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe do some work in your own studio first, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> find find out yeah, how it see. works. Let's see. No, but, but you're you're uh, definitely you're uh, you're always welcome for sure. And you too, Guy, and of course Gary too. But it's a bit more complicated these days, I guess. To um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have you been on the the mainland in since March or April? Have you been into Europe nope. or nowhere? No, nope. nope. just, <laughs> uh, just uh, yeah, just Scotland. <laughs> Yeah, not a, bad, not a bad place to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, Scotland is is just beautiful, you know, the the, the mountains and and stuff. It's, we've had, we've had quite a good summer as well, so I, I can't complain. It's I've been doing a lot of mountain climbing and taking right. my dog on huge walks and and stuff, and it's you know it's it's not all been bad. It's been it's been really good doing all these other things that I wouldn't yeah. usually usually have done. You know, <clears throat> yeah, that sounds sounds amazing, man. You got You're, like financial support there in Scotland? Uh, yeah, they've got the furlough scheme going yeah. on. Uh, so that's helping a lot of people out at the moment. Yeah, yeah so. But it's, it's going to be really, really hard times ahead, I think, for yeah, a lot of people. Sure. When they stop this furlough scheme and then people lose their jobs, and it's just going to be, it's going to be terrible, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, um, personally, I don't really mind uh, not traveling as much, but um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be strange for everyone. I guess the good thing is that we're all in the same boat, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it how it goes. But in the meantime, I guess being staying productive is probably a good thing to do. You know. Yeah, for I, th your, I think for, you have to for your yeah, for yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see if um, if there's any more urgent things going on in the comments, people. If you want to ask something uh, to specifically to one of us, uh, do it now, and uh, and we'll see if we can drag in uh, your question. Um, and other than that, I th think I should ask all of you, uh, Gary, Marcus, and Guy, if there's anything you want to you're working on and working on, and you want to to share with people you want to plug anything gary are you um... uh, I've, I've just finalized a, a new uh, it's a five track um record that's just uh, just been finished uh, so that's been sent away 
Um, and also, I am doing stuff under my Sosak name, um, and that's a five-track record coming out in Prodigal Son. That's coming out next month, I think. So, um, yeah, S- stuff coming out. No, it's not relentless, like I said, but you know, there's stuff, the stuff coming. For cool. Sure. Looking forward. Uh, uh, on back, on back audio, I guess. On back audio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, and you, Marcus, you've got something coming up. Uh, actually, there's a new record coming out next month on a Cologne-based label um, called I'm in Love. And um, yeah, when I finish my studio, I think I will try to realize some projects which I wrote down the last couple of months. I, I just collected a bunch of ideas and, and uh, for projects. So let's see what I can realize and whatnot. So. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, Guy is obviously doing his uh, series. Is there, and is, yeah. there, is there something you are continuing uh, for a while? Yeah. yeah I didn't, I just, it's just, the part one is just on pre-order now. And I think people can, uh, if they didn't hear it, you can still watch, uh, listen to Dagmont podcast. It's all unreleased uh, tracks from this uh, percussion series. Mm. And I think the first one will be released in November, October, November. So yeah, I got to to spread it all out a little bit for the corona. (laughs) So I'm going to spread it uh, after, I think in one year or something, pre-releases. And there are like uh, 10 tracks on each release or something. Okay, cool. All right, guys. So if if, if anyone uh, wants to add something... uh, yeah um i don't know i think we've covered everything right yeah um, uh, okay cool well it was great hooking up and uh, catching up again yes uh, yeah. Thank and you. uh thanks for being here 